Next on MLR Weekly, Commissioner Nick Benson, Miami Shark star, Eric Naposki, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. presented by Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us once again. We've got a great show leading up to the kickoff of MLR 2024. We've got Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. He's going to come on last. Before him, we've got Commissioner Nick Benson of Major League Rugby. We also have star of the Miami Sharks, Eric Naposky. But before we get to them, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., District of Columbia. John, how are you? What do you got? Hey, man, we have had quite the MLR offseason, right? Let's let's go through this real quick. A couple of teams have folded, right? One team changed coast, then we had a new team joining for the first time. Oh, and guess what? Another team joined for the first time. We saw MOR and USRPA come together on a voluntary agreement. Uh, Matt, did I did I miss anything? Well, that's pretty much it. How you doing? Next. Okay, how about we move on to some MLR preseason results? Of course, anytime you play a game of rugby, you're on the risk of injury. And unfortunately, this past weekend in the Utah Warriors match, star wing Joey Mano appeared to suffer a lower leg injury. We don't know the severity of the injury, but according to sources, it looked like he was taken off in the first half. He had his leg wrapped, taken off on a stretcher. If Mano has to miss any time, that would be a big blow for Utah. Mano scored 14 tries last year, tied for first in the league. And Matt, you probably remember his debut for the men's eagle, scoring a hat trick, scoring a try on his very first touch as a men's eagle. If Utah were to miss his services for even an extended period of time, that would be pretty hard for Utah to come back from. Yeah, it'll be hard for uh, Coach Cooper and co., but it will also suck for the league because he's one of the young up-and-coming stars he's an electric player but he's a tough cookie i hope he's okay we're going to pray to the rugby gods that he is uh and get him back next hey moving on it looks like larue milan you may recall the center for the new england free jacks who suffered that gruesome leg injury against namibia in the rugby world cup looks like he's rounding in a form according to the open practice that the free jacks had he was running around looking good probably not quite ready yet for week one or week two We'll probably will be rounding the form over the next couple of weeks, so something we'll continue to track. He had great impact for New England in the back line there. The San Diego Legion, it looks like they will have the services of Scotland international Blair Cowan. You may recall that he got Captain Cowan. Game. Captain Cowan had a four-game suspension at the end of last season for a red card. He was cited for that. He's eligible to return against the Seattle Seawolves, which happens to be that Saturday night week one matchup should be a doozy there at starfire seattle should be a little bit worried that san diego is going to have blair Cowan in the lineup all right well you know rookie is going to pound him when he's walking through the tunnel so don't worry about that next well matt you know with the return of major league rugby of course is fantasy mlr you and i are both in a 
the Fantasy Rockers League, a fantasy MLR competition. Now, with your very first pick in the draft, number three overall, you selected Fly Hat Dan Hollinshead from RFC LA. Matt, tell everyone who's listening why that pick is going to win you a fantasy MLR championship. Well, if you know anything about rugby and you saw Dan Hollinshead play in this league before he went back to New Zealand, you knew he was one of the best fly halves in the league, one of the top scoring fly halves in the league. He's automatic from the tee from any angle on the pitch. And all you little fantasy geek nerds that were giggling at me, you little jerk balls, you're all going to be sorry. Dan Hollinshead is the real deal and you're idiots for not doing your research. Next. Matt, I want to close out on some exciting USA rugby news. Both the USA men's and women's Eagles will be taking on Canada at the venue in Los Angeles where RFC LA plays. The USA women's Eagles are taking on Canada on April 28th, and then the men will take on Canada August 31st. LA is becoming a rugby town again. Matt, what do you think of that? It is, and we're going to talk about the synergy between the MLR and USA rugby with Commissioner Benson after this, but... Uh, just great stuff. Just gosh darn it, great stuff. Next! That, that is it. MLR is back. I can't wait to break down week one next week. All right. I'm looking forward to it. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Let's take a break and bring in Mr. Nick Benson, the commissioner of Major League Rugby after this. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back with the commissioner of Major League Rugby, Mr. Nick Benson. Nick, welcome back to MLR Weekly. It's good to be back on, Matt. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You look sharp. You got the you're all kitted out there. I like that look there. MLR. You gotta support swag. the sponsors, man. Good stuff. Is that is that two James Bond girls back to get back on your on your right uh, side of your shirt there? Or? It's the Kappa. It's, it's actually it's a, it's the Kappa logo. It's a it's a man and a woman. See that to me is a very good logo. I like that. I think Bond. So I want to know more about it. So right there, it's working. I must have my my sort of teens in the '90s in England, and it was a sort of iconic sort of urban brand at the time. So I was very excited to do this deal. All right, cool. All right, so we got a lot to talk about in a little bit of time. Let me just throw you right into the frying pan. We've had some historically positive and popular initiatives to increase opportunities for U.S. qualified players with the establishment of the anthem in Charlotte uh, by World Rugby and U.S. Uh, MLR owners combining to get that team funded. Is it now time for the other MLR teams to get on the national bandwagon and start to reduce the number of international spots in the in the match day squad? One of the purposes that the anthem is, is trying to serve, right? So our goal is a more competitive um, uh, U.S. national team. We want a national team that competes at the highest level. We want a national team that can compete for playoff berths in the World Cup in 27 and in 31. Having initiatives to create more MLR-ready players um, coming out of college and coming out of high school is another place where we have to focus. Um, and then ultimately, once we've achieved those two things, then that starts to spill over into a conversation about how do we adjust our 
our sort of league rules year on year, right? But you have to start with the goal. So like the, the goal isn't the number of international slots. The goal is a more competitive and globally competitive U.S. national team. We're working backwards from there. Okay, that kind of allows us to segue a bit here because you mentioned USA Rugby and 2024 is now the official year of MLR Synergy. Cue the music because this is an uplifting time in an historic time in America on the American rugby landscape. Unprecedented cooperation and financial support from World Rugby. Your deputy commissioner, Bill Gorin, now moving on to become the CEO of USA Rugby. More corporate ownership coming in, in teams. And now on the opening weekend, LA hosts Dallas at Dignity Health Sports Park, the stadium owned by AEG. And as important as that is, the match will serve as a curtain closer for the LA Sevens, making this for a very cool weekend slash day of rugby in Los Angeles. This is all under your watch. Yeah, I think um, since yeah, since I've been in this role, kind of our number one priority has been to build more cohesion um, around American rugby. You know, we've uh, been awarded the 2031 World Cup. Uh, in order for that event to be successful, we need a couple of things. We need a robust and competitive U.S. national team. We've already talked about that. We need to have robust grassroots programs. We're targeting a million kids. By 2031, that's another collaboration that's been in place for about a year now through Imagine Rugby uh, that I don't want to get lost, right? And that's probably one of the most important things that we can do over an eight-year cycle is, is getting into schools, getting more kids playing rugby, um, getting more kids continuing to play rugby, you know, through middle school, high school, and into college. Um, so that, that's, that piece is incredibly important. Uh, building those relationships around, around Anthem, uh, RC, has been, uh, you know, that there's a, a year of dialogue. It seems like it came together really quickly, but there's a year of work in the background, you know, between us and between USA Rugby and, and between World Rugby. Um, for uh, for rugby to succeed in the United States, um, we need to do our best as MLR, but also as USA Rugby and World Rugby to be a convener, uh, to bring people together and to align incentives so that we can grow the game. Uh, if that doesn't happen, we're going to be exactly you know where we've been but it's happening um, and that's the important part yeah it is happening and you know but but life will throw you a curveball right so er as everything is hunky-dory and on the up and up we got this nagging little thing happening where the nrl the national rugby league headquartered in australia with a team in new zealand are now trying to get their tentacles the rugby league tentacles into the united states and they are having their 2024 kickoff the same day that the MLR is kicking off. They're doing it in Vegas, a doubleheader at Allegiant Stadium where the Super Bowl was just played. Uh, I'm looking at reports of over 35,000 tickets sold. Is this worrisome for Major League Rugby? Um, honestly, no. Um, yeah, I wish them the best with their event. The United States is the largest, most lucrative, and most competitive media market uh, for sports in the world. Um, of, of course, they're going to try to hold events here. Of course, they're going to try to get mind share here. Um, the, the the battle for for attention, uh, you know, the attention economy of 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 the U.S. sports media is is, is fierce. Um, they're another player in the game. They're doing um, what I would be doing if I were running the NRL. I think we need to focus on doing running our business and running our business right and growing 
uh, growing the game through our grassroots efforts, um, improving our, our media presence um, and driving more uh, sort of viewer hours, uh, you know, driving more viewership over the course of the season and expanding that package into next year, bringing more fans into the rugby network. Um, all of those things will ultimately benefit us. If they, NRL wants to have an event um, in Vegas, I wish them the best. I hope it's successful. Um, but it's one event. Um, we're building an infrastructure. We're building. We're building a cohesive environment um, in partnership with with the governing bodies and, and, and with other actors. You know, because it's not just not just USA Rugby and World Rugby SUC from high school. It's it's the collegiate. Um, it, it's the collegiate competitions as well. Um, so so we're just going to focus on doing what we're doing. You've had a lot that's transpired, right? You've had Toronto and New York failing, the Miami Sharks joining, rugby ATL moving from Atlanta to LA, the anthem popping up in Charlotte, North Carolina, some tension between with players reps that seems to be uh, subsiding now with some talks going on. What has been the trickiest or toughest part for you? There's no one thing. This off season has been, has been a lot. It's been an off season of constant change. Um, I think, you know, navigating, Navigating the situation around uh, Toronto and New York was obviously incredibly challenging. Uh, it impacted, um, you know, those ownership groups. It impacted the players um, who were, you know, playing on those teams. Um, so that was obviously, you know, a huge, you know, huge challenge for us. Um, sort of during that middle part of the off season, I think turning that around, um, you know, that sort of opened up an opportunity uh, for us to engage around accelerating. Uh, the anthem program. You know, we've been in discussions with USA Rugby and World Rugby for about a year around a program like that. Um, and so that gave us an opportunity to open the door and accelerate that into 2025, sorry, 2024, um, which which was positive. Um, you know, um, but, but those those conversations are 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 complicated and we, we did it in three weeks <laughs> kind of over the Christmas uh, that, break. It was, it was absolutely um, stunning. Yeah, and 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 so that was hard. I mean, that that was that was challenging. It was tricky. Um, you know, it's it's somewhat unprecedented to have you know world rugby partnering with a private league like ours. But but our 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 incentives are, are completely aligned in terms of what we're trying to build with that program. Right, that is um, that's going to be a pathway to help make you know the Eagles more competitive. So so finding the alignment, uh, and once you find the alignment, you can work through the details. Um, so that that's probably been you know sort of overall the the, the trickiest piece to navigate. Um, but you know the negotiations with with the USRPA once you know once we managed to to get aligned and understand um, that you know in many ways our our, our goals were the same. Uh, we, you know we were able to come together and reach an understanding about how we can move forward in a constructive way. Um, but those conversations are never easy either. But what you have is you have, you have people on each side who are willing to engage, who are willing to talk to one another, who are willing to find common ground. And that's that's kind of the theme, right? And that's what we need to do with everything that we're doing. What's the playoff schedule like? It's going to be four and four uh, from each conference. Um, and it's going to be um, sort of the, the back end of July uh, going into August, going into the beginning of August after the international window, on the tail end of the international window. Is there one thing that you you look for as a, uh, to be the 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 benchmark for a successful twenty twenty four campaign? Because we look at at twenty twenty four, it's really a year that should be should be transformative for us um, across our league. We want to have bigger crowds. Um, we want to be have record breaking attendance in, in every in every city, and that means different things everywhere you go. Um, but but we're on track. 
you know, we're on track to do that. We're on track to have our best year um, ever on the commercial side in terms of sponsorship, in terms of our aggregated viewership, in terms of the, the volume of our Fox package, which is you know, what drives a ton of, of value and exposure for the league. But, but it's it's just continued growth uh, across the board and acceleration across the board. And I think we've set the stage over the last 12 months um, in terms of the work we've done to, to align the ecosystem better, uh, that we're going to start to see that payoff this year. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. I hope for nothing but success for the league. It'll help us all. And on that note, I want to thank Mr. Nick Benson, Commissioner of Major League Rugby. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Good to see you. Likewise. We'll be right back after this. And we're back with Mr. Eric Naposki. Eric, bienvenido. Uh, MLR Seminar. Gracias, gracias. Hermano, es bueno verte de nuevo. Tú hablas español, ¿sí? No hablas español, ¿por qué? Pero, ¿vives en Miami, amigo? Será mejor que aprendas a hablar lo antes posible. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. You survived that rather challenging intro as it bombed. Uh, me speaking yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Just inside two years, you've now been drafted twice. Number yep. one overall by the Jackals, the Dallas Jackals in the 2021 MLR Collegiate Draft. And That's then you perfect. were selected fourth in the 2023 expansion draft by the, by the Miami Sharks, where you are right now. Did you yeah. expect this to happen? Did you expect to be drafted in the expansion draft? Um, no, I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. And, um, so I basically just got an email saying that I was placed in the expansion draft. And then, uh, you get another email saying that you've been picked. So, uh, that's basically how it went down. And, uh, yeah. So then you just follow up with the team and, uh, decide on a, on a contract. And, uh, I was, uh, definitely willing to come down here you, you you were kind of an exile in dallas it, it was almost like mlr's siberia of sorts and they're turning it around now but i mean it was yeah you were you know it was it was pretty bad when you were down there one bad thing happened after the next no wins and then you know you start off well last year you were you were, you were having a good year i think you had like two tries in five games averaging like 68 minutes a match and then an injury betrayed yeah. you so yeah, last year was actually going pretty well individually, and uh, I was excited to uh, see where the rest of the season would take me. But you know, uh, rugby's a rough game, and uh, injuries come with the territory. So uh, I unfortunately tore my pec in a game, so I had to get surgery and uh, was out for six months following that. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But I want to go back to Dallas briefly because I know it had to be frustrating for you watching especially as your team the, the this was a gritty 2023 jackals right and that you yeah. had the jackal den your welcome fan club going crazy yeah. there was good stuff some positivity always tough working hard and you could have helped them immensely how frustrated frustrated were you watching that like i saw how hard the guys worked every day and i was happy for them of course um but yeah i definitely felt being out there i could have uh help them a significant amount. How is the Miami setup different than the Dallas setup? The Dallas setup, while I was there, 
was pretty different year one to year two. Um, but I'd have to say our setup is, is far better at the moment. Our facilities are just our accommodation, just uh, has a more more professional feel to it, and uh, which was which was really refreshing to me, honestly, because uh, as a player showing up every day, you really want to to have the access to to those things and be in a professional environment. And like that's not not to knock any of the guys or the staff on the Dallas team, but I think the Sharks just uh, took a really good approach to how they're going to handle things this year, and uh, it's been great so far. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out. I know you guys are busy getting ready for the season. Do me a favor. Yeah. Just tell Ben Bonasso I forgive him. All right. I will. All right. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but just tell him I forgive him. Okay. All right. Give him this too. I will. All right. Okay. From McCarthy. Yeah. All right, All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, right. Say hello to the boys. And Mr. Eric Naposky, thank you for coming on, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. We'll be right back right. with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? news and brian you look just downright happy today look at you beaming just beaming so excited you're golden you're the golden child look at you, you got the golden saber cats thing on you got the nola gold behind you you're your golden boy what's not to be excited about we're here it's, it's game week week one mlr 2024 the seventh season let's go right and i'll bet you two tim horton's maple glaze that new york beats toronto uh, okay, let's go to Nola kicking off the season at the gold mine on airline against Old Glory. Old Glory, the road favorites, minus three, Brian. I'll take that bet. I will take that bet. I am going with Nola in this one. I think they will uh, beat that spread. In fact, I think they're going to win this game. I think they've had uh, a little bit more productive of a preseason. They'll be more game ready. Old Glory, I think, will will be a contender. Uh, you know, they'll they'll be competitive in this Eastern Conference this year. But I'm just a little bit concerned that their preseason wasn't enough. So I think uh, Nola at home makes a statement in this one and uh, gets it done and beats your minus three. Okay. All right. You know what? I haven't seen you that fired up in a long time. I, I drive a Sheehy Auto Stores car from Paul Sheehy. What What do I do? What do I do? I go with the car. I go with Old Glory. I'm a great American. Next up. 
We got Houston, minus five. You got the hat on. Minus five, hosting Utah. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I don't know what to make of Utah's preseason results. Both of them are just completely skewed in opposite directions. Um, And, uh, you know, Houston kind of had ran out a few guys and kind of had a little bit of a run around against Nola. I'm going to take that one for Houston. I'm going to take your minus five. Houston at home uh, to to beat Utah on this one. I'm not super confident in that pick, but I don't know. I I hear Joe Mono picked up an unfortunate injury in that preseason game, so that's a loss. I'm going to hold that against Utah a little bit, even though it sounds like Jesse Hamilton came in and had a stormer in that game, but I like uh, like Houston at at home. I I think they'll win this one. Seattle. At home, Starfire Stadium, arch rival, San Diego. Yeah, I think that's uh, very gratuitous for San Diego. Seattle is going to be tough at home. I think they've had a a very useful preseason and got a lot of game time for all uh, their big guys. The only guy I can off the top of my head who hasn't uh, arrived yet, I think, is Curry Dranny. And, uh, you know, they're well covered in that midfield. So I like Seattle at home, the smaller field, big pack they've got. They've had a good, strong preseason. San Diego, I don't know what they were doing in that game against uh, Utah. Uh, but I don't think they're all put together quite yet. So I'm going to go with Seattle at home uh, to, to beat that spread pretty easily, actually. I don't want Adrian Balfour, the owner of the Seawolves, calling me and nagging me about not picking his team. So I'm picking his team. No, Miami making their, their MLR debut and they're bringing in last year's debutante, the Chicago Hounds, who have had a very busy offseason. Not that Miami hasn't had a busy offseason. You already saw Eric Naposki on this, this program. Brian, it's Miami, Chicago, the road favorites by six points. Uh, Lucas Rumble is Mr. Arrow. I mean, he was the captain and uh, just a, an icon of Canadian rugby and plays on Chicago, who I think... Uh, are genuine title contenders this year with a completely revamped squad. Uh, Even though they're on the road, uh, I think uh, this one is going to be a big big win and a big statement for the rebuilt Hounds. So they will cover that spread and then some against this uh, new Miami team. I'm going with Chicago. Anthem making their debut, but they're hosting New England. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends a little bit on how New England treats this, right? Do they put up what are you their talking about? What are you, what do, do they put up their 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 tops? You know, their top team out there. Do they give more of the French guys a run out, knowing that uh, Anthem are probably going to be one of the weaker teams this year, if not the weakest? Uh, you know, I think they'll cover the twelve pretty easily in this one. So you got to go with New England. Although, you know, I am actually really looking forward to seeing this game because I have no idea what Anthem is going to look like. So. I'm going with New England by a, a by a bucket full of tries. Los Angeles finishing up the weekend with a great event, playing on the field at Dignity Health Sports Park, the home of the LA Sevens. They're going to be playing right after the Sevens ends, after they get the field cleaned up a little bit. Great event for fans. You know what? I like Dallas on the road here in this one. So I think that the... The Jackals, and uh, you mentioned that guy, Geronimo uh, Gomez Vara, who, I, for my money, is one of the best, if not the best, captain. I think Dallas is going to just pip that that scoreline. I'm going with L.A. On that note, Brian, final thoughts. 
Oh, we just got news this week. Doubleheader, April 28th, the Eagles women versus Canada. And before that, LA versus the Free Jacks. Sounds like a great day. I might have to go on a little road trip that day. We'll you see what the, what the budget says. But uh, exciting news anyway. So bring on MLR 2024. All right. And we have breaking news that there's a new franchise in. You'll have to tune in next week. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, Mr. Eric Naposki, and Commissioner Nick Benson of Major League Rugby. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, our college rugby wrap-up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. Tell some friends about us. And join our American Red Cross blood donor team.